Warning, this podcast contains hot takes, cliched opinions and strong language. Welcome to Records and Bands. Welcome to Records and Bands, I'm Rob Jones. Joining me today, tonight, this morning, to go through the questions of doom is Tom Axon. Tom is a photographer, a YouTube creator and a documentarian and we connected last year on my other other show the hiking show and he's very quickly become one of my favorite people in the whole wide world so tom welcome to the show oh thank you and likewise well not welcome to the show it's your show i mean favorite people ah um so one of the things that jumped out we so we had a chat about your cooking in the eight doors in your youtube channel and then Mm. you dropped a line in there that i recognized you were talking about how, how you had to get out of Leicester, but you didn't care where, just far. And for a few weeks afterwards, I was thinking, that's a Deftones line. Does he know it's a Deftones line? Can I send him a message and say, that was a Deftones line, was it? Will he think he's, will he think I'm weird? Because I want him to be my friend, and I don't want him to think I'm weird. But was it a Deftones line? You know it was, yeah. Yeah, I know it was. Yeah, I very quickly thought, yeah, what a dude. But is that is that kind of your musical wheelhouse, is it? Um, yeah, it's funny. I think, um, uh, unfortunately, as as sort of I've progressed, music it, it's always in the background, but it's less through my choosing. And certainly in my twenties, I was music was at the forefront of everything I did. Like I would have a soundtrack, be it out loud or in my head, to what was going on. And generally, that that fell in the sphere of metal and yeah, rock, hard rock, groovy blues driven rock, and there are still some bands I literally would travel the world to see and have them. And ones that the formative bands that stick with you, you know, the ones, the ones that sort of fade away and then come back because we're old enough now that they're, they're they've all ran out of money and they need to tour. And that, that can work both ways. So I've seen some bands, re- rel- well, I say recently, it's probably not recently where you're just thinking, mm, and also, eh. so yeah, it's dangerous yeah. game to play, trying to relive your 20s. Is it fair to say it's like the music that stays with you is like um, the music that you start you start dating to or you start? Um, possibly, but I guess that for me would have been like Ash and Weezer and they I left them alone right. long ago. So right, no, okay. um, and it's not even, yeah, and maybe, maybe I was no. doing it with the wrong people. but um, yeah, <laughs> or, no, or far too early. Music, yeah, <laughs> the music that stayed with me is the stuff that, I think when I, I sort of thought, this is cool, I found my tribe and was allowed to be who I was meant to be. And and then, you know, you bounce ideas off each other and then you, you hear a band and you go looking for influences and you find a gem and you want to share it. Because back in the day when you weren't just dropping off links to people, check this out, check this out, yeah. you know, you had to go and, I mean, it was primitive, um, but you, you, you still had to put the effort in and... and pay for the download or buy the yeah. thing and then take it physically the thing, to a yeah. place and share a headphone that wasn't wireless, you know, so, which wasn't that long ago. I sound really old, but it actually wasn't that long ago. Do a tape for your mate. That was always... You know, burning CDs. I was just when the when, when um, laptops... Yeah, I forget CDs, you're younger so. than me, see? I forget you're younger than me. So for me, it was, I'd do you a tape, you're burning CDs. 
Well, we did mixtapes was when I started driving. So that was like, yeah. Right. So we, we'd make a mixtape, my friends, and that'd have like uh, Offspring, NoFX, AFI, um, and loads of, loads of sort of, I guess, punk bands. And what might now be called emo bands. I think they were the start of emo. I was really digging at the time. But again, my nothing really. I was looking for a deep, I had an itch that needed a really heavy scratch. Mm-hmm. And I found that in the bands that I, I went to. Excellent. Should we crack into them then? So the Go questions on, that I ask, so I ask everybody who comes on the show the same 10 questions and then we get to compare and questions. contrast as we're going on. They're too finite for music, but I tried to stick to your <laughs> yeah, rules. Well, they're your own rules. They're just really a jumping off point. But So, Tom, your top three albums of all time ever or your top three bands or artists ever, whichever you fancy or both? Right. Already forgot what I sent you. So, um, Tool is going to be in there. Tool has to be in there. Do you want me to get my email up so I can make this a lot less painful for both of us? <laughs> yeah, go on. But yeah, go on then. So I've got yes, I've got Tool and the the album of that band, which will change. Like if if I can put it into an anthology, then I'm sticking with that. Um, but if I had to like be beaten into taking one album, it would probably, and this is very probably, be Lateralis. All um, right. Okay. Yeah, or or Anima. I'd, I'd struggle between the two. Because Anima is like the magnum opus, isn't it? It's like an hour and twenty minutes long, and it's. Well, yeah, they they all kind of do that, but I mean, like, um, but yeah, or any of it. Oh, opiate was brilliant. Um, and the latest one is like, they're just epic. But if I had to, I'd probably choose Lateralis. But the song Anima was the first ever Tool song I listened to, which was given by my bass bass guitar teacher at the time, great guy, um, called Will, um, who was like, listen to this. I was like, all right, then give it a go. And then it was just like, oh, music. Yeah. Okay, come on, let's go. And from that moment, I was hooked. And then I went to sort of live this life of solo tooling. And then I met a very dear friend of mine, probably my all-time great friend who's spanned the decades called Lek. And then we both realized we both liked tool and that was it. And that was our friendship solidified forever. Yeah. Excellent. Just to make you feel old, Undertow is 30 years old this year. Yeah, cool. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> that came out when I was nine. So I was oh, not listening to Tool, but I was... That sounds funny, isn't it? I was listening to... I, a nine seems like just a tiny little child, but actually I started listening to them when I was 14, 15. So it was only five years yeah. after they sort of kicked off that I, I, I got there. Mm. I was very lucky I got yeah. there as well because then they had their legal dispute, which lasted over a decade, which meant that they took ages to release anything since 10,000 days. But yeah, yeah, it used to be that five-year wait for a Tool album. You'd be like, oh, this is going to be epic. And it always was. And then it was five years passed and it sort of like felt like something was missing. It's like, oh yeah, the latest Tool album because they're not allowed to write. But is that when he went off and did like Perfect Circle and stuff? Well, he's always sort of had them. And he's had Pucifer, which started a long right. time ago. So yeah, and they've always gone off and done done their things. but. It ain't no tool, <laughs> even no. though it's still incredible. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's my one what, tool. Lateralis would be a choice. Um, another album. Just I thought I, I could have gone all metal for you, and I could have chose a perfect circle. I could have chose like I could have chose 
Oh, um, Ufoma Moot. Loads of obscure metal bands and like doom bands and things like that. But actually, I chose um, the, the Bach Variations by Glenn Gold, which is quite a, a well-known recording in the in the classical piano world because it has, you know, it's famous because you can hear him breathing through it and you can sort of hear his processes as he plays 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 the piano beautifully i listened to that a lot in my 20s when i was learning to play the piano thinking oh you play piano uh yeah on there oh excellent i didn't know that you you kept that to yourself well (laughs) um yeah but i don't have a a great lot to say that other than you know me me again and Lek. we spent a lot of time going to metal bands but there's um, a place called can't even remember can't even remember what it's called, but there's a, a place where they in Bristol where they have classic classic gigs, and we went to quite a few of them. And we didn't see him playing them, but that was that was one of them. Um, yeah, um, Deftones around the fur, just because that is an absolute classic Deftones album. And for me, again, that was that was when I first think I realised music could get really heavy, sort of along with Incubus, but early Incubus before they went a bit floaty. Like with a certain shade of green, but Deftones around the tur- around the fur was really really cool, and I was always jealous for Lek because he got to see them before they went skyrocketed. He saw them in a pub in Leicester called the Charlotte, and it was oh, a right. venue which is tiny, probably about the size of my living room in a bit. And yeah, I was just like, oh man, come on! But I made up for it. I got to see them a few times. Yeah, we yeah. saw them at Reading on that tour. They were really really good. Like two o'clock in the yeah. afternoon on a Saturday at Reading, they were amazing. Um, yeah, before he lost and, his voice, just yeah. And um, there was lots. Of, I saw something. It might have even been on Apple Music where they described White Pony as like the breakthrough Deftones album, and I was thinking like around the fur, surely. Yeah, I mean, because, it's still a great album, but, but around the fur for me. Yeah. Yeah, right. that's the kind of that's the kind of album you buy the hoodie off the back, not White yeah. Pony left much. Yeah, and the video with the sharks for um, Mine Summer as well. Mm, oh yeah, 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 iconic cool. video as well. Um, Tom, what was the first record you ever bought with your own money, or you might Ghost have asked a parent Ghost to get for you? No, I bought it. We went into town. I'd saved up my pocket money, and I bought the Ghostbusters theme tune on vinyl. Ray Parker yes. Junior. Yeah, love Excellent. it. Love it. Played it. Still got it. Love it. But yeah. <laughs> Um, what was the last thing that you listened to in full like last album you listened to start to finish or a playlist or something what's the last thing you've had on uh, um, Tool <laughs> it was Tool's latest album um, just because it's amazing and it, it's kind of like what I do with Tool albums is I, I'll, I'll listen to them and I'll binge it and I'll be like yeah and then I'll leave it alone and then I'll pick it back up I'm trying to look completely for it. rinse I'm... it for a while got it hit yeah yeah but then what i'll do is i then do the back catalogs so i'll be like oh brilliant and then i'll start from the beginning and then i'll go on an epic tool journey that lasts days and i don't really ever come out of. i haven't got the cd that the case that comes with the cd is epic but it's in my car it's got like you open it and it's got like a tv screen in the actual case and it plays this sort of really really vibey thing so you're still um, buying yeah. physical media oh not often no not often no, um, just special but... stuff like yeah, the thing is, they they go to a bit of effort with their the stuff. Like Ten Thousand Days had like an old ocular effect where it had glasses that you pulled up, and then when you looked through it, it was slightly three D. 
that that was worth buying you know i bought a Jimi hendrix special cd because it was velvet lined and it had some really cool stuff right. in it so i'll only buy the physical product if it's not just going to be another crap plastic box that will one day take the yeah. landfill um, yeah. i um i'm a bit of a completionist with like my pearl jam stuff because i've just got all of them it'd be a shame not to carry that on um but yeah, just yeah recently don't tell the wife i've start i'm quietly going to start collecting records again but rather than because i used to have loads of records and like over the years i've had to sell them to pay the rent and you know <laughs> you know this this one's gone and then you sell 30 or 40 records just to be able to get by at some point and yeah, like, I understand. lots of really good ones have gone but i'm not going to be like trailing rain car boots i was buying shite i'm just gonna if something looks really cool and special i'm gonna get it so i've just pre-ordered a well, I- uh, on. Well, no, no, carry on. Oh, I've just pre-ordered, and um, by the time this goes out, I'll have it hopefully. A purple vinyl of a Neil Gaiman collaboration with a string quartet. So it's oh, like cool. Neil Gaiman's poetry and prose with like the orchestra or the quartet behind it. And I listened to a bit on Apple Music. I like this sounds really fucking cool. Yeah. And they had like a vinyl, purple vinyl thing, and like twenty-five quid. I'm like, I'll have that. That's very that's cool. cool. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I will. I will get out of this one trackness, but the the vinyl of Lateralis is something special. Like it's got, I think it's four CDs. And, no, it's two CDs, two vinyls, and you open up and it's got like the the body being stripped away on each one, and it's played in a certain order. Is it? I still own that. I don't own a record player, so my friend Tricky has got it on long term loan. Um, but I'm very aware that it's over there. <laughs> You'd know where it is, like, (laughs) but maybe it is just stuff. But I mean, I do think about it often. Such a beautiful vinyl. Um, what was the first gig you went to? Um, so the first gig I physically went to was Bent Naked Ladies, which I, I still, still, still enjoy them. Like, you can't really go wrong. Um, as they progress, they're one of those bands that I sort of grew out of, but I stayed. The stuff that they did stayed with me. I, you know, um, Brian Wilson, like their songs up to, I can't remember the name of the, it's the, the album they broke Britain with. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, that was cool. And then anything after that, I sort of, they did one more album. Then I faded away from them a little bit, but the first gig I physically went to was, um, Bare Naked Ladies. But the first tickets I bought a gig for, and it just so happened to be that they were a week after was Incubus. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, on that certain shade of green tour and that's and that, i think that was one of the pivotal weeks where instead of following that bare naked ladies path i went i went heavy <laughs> so yeah we we had metalhead tom instead of oh, kid tom yeah yeah we had like okay. it's like let's let's see what beard i can grow and let's see what dreadlocks Excellent. i can get and yeah what oh, and um, what was the last gig you went to uh tall in birmingham Excellent. And you see, last, last this year, last year, this year, recently, Excellent. yeah, and yeah, I made and a trip was, with my friend Bushy, and it was good. It was, it was good. I mean, like I've seen them a few times, and it was really, it was odd because it was sort of seating only, so I felt like everyone had gotten on a bit, but it didn't make the gig mm. any less amazing. It didn't keep me from sitting down either. I, I was standing up, but the time before that, and it's always going to be special, is. I saw them in America, in uh, oh, the state escapes me, but it was at a festival, where, which also had Primus, um, 
Rob Zombie, Deftones, Pucifer, and Tool. But something they did with with their noise in Tool, like you could feel it ripping through, like mm. physically feel it. And I've never felt music do that. But then that was just quite a special day with quite a reasonable amount of narcotics and like California sun and like it was just it was just it was the vibe it was like we hired a car and we we did an 8,000 mile road trip which oh, culminated fantastic. in seeing tool so couldn't really go wrong <laughs> brilliant brilliant um have you ever been in a band Tom yeah I was in a band called Katunk wicked yeah KTK. You gave me a little heads up on this, and I added yeah. this, and I thought it was cool. <laughs> I thought it was great. I can't imagine you being in a metal band, but it was great. Yeah. Balls out the bath heavy, we used to be called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we enjoyed it, though. It took us, you know, our songs were long, and we took a while to do it. And it's hard work getting four individuals in a room every week to mm. hone this craft, which in effect is a hobby. And like, it's only in hindsight when you could have seen how better you could have followed a path. I think we were really good and I think we unfortunately what we were writing when we split up was the best stuff we were writing we just didn't have it recorded right life sort of happened to four different people in four different ways um so do you want me to share the link to the the EP on Spotify yeah go for it yeah, yeah man let's get some buzz around Katunk shall we yeah that'd be good yeah <laughs> um, so you played bass in that did you no I sang oh bloody hell cool yeah, no, I was very luckily surrounded by three incredibly talented musicians. The um, the bassist was um, an incredible clarinet player um, who just decided to have a go at bass and turned out to be a very dedicated and very cool bassist. The drummer had never played drums before. He was just musically gifted. I remember I was, he was playing on my piano. I said, how long have you played piano for? And he said, how long have I been here for? I was like, ah, oh, you mm-hmm. dick. But yeah. really nice guy with it. And Lech, just an incredible musician and knows how to make his guitar sort of really sing. So, And then it just seemed to be the four most unlikely friends became like pretty close and tight band. Got a little bit of a name for ourselves in Bristol. But um, yeah, it was good. That's then, good. Go and getting a name for yourself in Bristol, to be honest. There's quite, a lot, of, quite yeah. a lot of bands in Bristol. People go to Bristol to try and make it don't they you know yeah, they yeah. used to i suppose it was lucky that we just we were living in bristol at the time yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but i'd be you are right um yeah um and then i think the drummer got he got flu one day and then i don't i can't remember the exact story now but i don't think he either didn't drink enough water or drank too much and he ended up at the age of 20 something getting arthritis okay. so we took a big hiatus for him to heal obviously and he would be like, you know, guys, just carry on without me. And it was like, no. Um, I think maybe that was the start of the end, um, but not through no fault of his. But it's just like that gap that we allowed ourselves. Suddenly Tuesday evenings were for something else. And, hmm. and I think life started creeping into everyone's lives because we took a hiatus. This is the first one to get married and then band practice just a little bit more difficult to arrange. Oh, yeah, well, someone did get married, but that never stopped. That never stopped us. All right. We all had quite committed relationships at the time and not not one of our partners really liked the music we were, yeah. <laughs> we were playing because, you know, it's it's a niche niche thing to like. It never stopped us. Yeah. No, brilliant. <laughs> um, 
dreams of being in a band again or no not really i like no no i, I like creating creating music um but then and again cornwall's got a very different scene down here but no i've got i've got a kid i've got a family and uh, you know i have other creative outlets so my youtube channel is i think a creative outlet that i enjoy um it's not work for me yet you know i'd like to continue that and maybe as and try and build that into an income somehow sometime i've got ideas and ways of doing that and i think creatively that's good and i think i can just enjoy music and i can enjoy the fact that i wasn't abandoned have created and put music mm-hmm. into the world but but yeah, I, I thought maybe if if my friend Lek wanted to jam something, send me it, and I'll jam, send something back. But it'd be very casual with no, no nothing other than creating the music to actually to actually feed yeah. feed it. But yeah, no no desires to be in a band. It takes a lot to. I don't want other people's shit either in my life. I don't. Want, <laughs> I've got yeah. my own shit and. I've got my own friends who are going through their own stuff and any energies that I want to put into people, I want it to be in old and trusted people and yep. people who are like, yeah, time served. And that's not to say I won't help anyone that I don't know. No, I know. Do. No, I know. I know. But, but like, yeah, and when you have a band, you have three other people to, to not. Yeah. Not you're manage, always supporting like, and then always lifting yeah. and always cuddling and always shouting. And <laughs> it's always, yeah. Um, It's funny. Like I played, drums very badly when I was about 16, 17, 18 with um, they on me and they on go all the way back to school. We had a bit of a period where we drifted apart, but now, you know, we're proper tight knit again now. Um, and I was up, up home just before Christmas um, um, for his mum's funeral. And we were just sat in his front room and he, he's, he's a bass player and, Basically, he got his little ba- he got his acoustic bass out, and there was an acoustic guitar, and we start playing together. And he goes, "Oh, do you know you're much better than the last time I played with you?" I'm like, "Mate, that's fucking twenty years ago. I should hope so." <laughs> yeah. but, but there are sort of tiny little back and forth. Should we do something together? I don't know because obviously we're so far away from each other. It's it'd be that sending back and forward of files and. To be honest, I'm pretty shit on the guitar. I know my chords, and that's about it. I don't. As long as you're having fun, I think is all it counts. That's it. Right. It's a one day festival just for you. Who would you like to book? You get six slots. I let you take. I let you take a guess at the first one, the headline act. Yeah. Okay. So tools nailed on. Yes, tool is up there. Full show from Tool. Thank you very much. So six slots. Um, Gajira, French metal, like just absolutely face melting. Oh, yeah. Um, their album, Aroboros, is pretty fierce. And anyone who just wants to walk with a stomp through headphones blaring, Gajira are your, are your band. Primus, they were my surprise from that festival in festival in, in America. Um just such a great do you know when like people age really well and mm-hmm. like i've always enjoyed primus but sort of enjoyed them from over here and like oh probably yeah. brilliant but i watched primus and i thought that is actually really cool and it was just we were just having so much fun wearing a three-piece suit and a bowler hat and it looked, they looked fantastic and they just really they were the first on at a festival as well right and usually when people are first on at a festival it's, there's lots of chattering and people don't really care but, but Primus are on and like there's this 
suddenly from nowhere this massive crowd and everyone's focused and dancing it like had vibes of the festivals you saw shows of in the 60s you know like oh yeah cool. really epitomized like a great festival band so i definitely have them um i would have the sword who are real blues heavy all about the riff like they will catch you with a riff and then they're the kind of band that when when you need to hear like a double t- like a double time or a half time or a drop and a real groove, they they give it to you. They don't fanny around. They're not like, oh, here it comes, ha, yeah, like tool. They're like, here it comes, there it is, enjoy it. <laughs> so I'd have the sword, clutch. I would, I, I love clutch. Great band. Years and really, really, really enjoy clutch. Had the honor and privilege of meeting them. I went to watch them support CKY, Can't Kill Yourself in Bristol. Not bothered about CKY. I like their one song that sort of goes, and they played that really early on. So then I left, went to the pub and clutch with it. I was like, that's like, can I buy you guys a drink? And they were like, no, let us buy you one. I was like, this is amazing. Um, I yeah. saw Clutch with motor, support and Motorhead in yeah. the bank 2006, and that was the closest I've ever seen to the support band being better than Motorhead. Oh, yeah, yeah. I same tour, didn't stay for the whole of Motorhead. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shame yeah. to say, but like, yeah, Clutch were amazing, weren't they? The energy they built um, was sort of um, waxed a little bit by or waned. Maybe, it's the, maybe it's the pressure of we're on before Motorhead. We need, like, Motorhead are legends. We need to put on a show here. Maybe, maybe they're just that good. I think they're just that good in that time. I also saw yeah. them play like, yeah, I think they're just, they love doing what they're doing. They've got a solid fan base. I think most of the people were, were there because that was the only time yeah. Clutch were touring the UK that, that year. Um, but yeah, I, but then when I was living in a hostel in near Penzance, um, they played The Barn, which is like, what bands that I liked were playing venues like that. So yeah, been a big fan of them anyway. It's getting off point. There was um, a place in um, Newport and Wells. It's shut now. It's called TJ's, and you'd see like mm, bands that would been on, on their way up or yeah. on the way down. I saw Honda, like, we saw Honda McLean at TJ's. All oh, right, excellent. Yeah, yeah. We used to see those with like Iron Maiden played there in the early nineties, <laughs> like yeah. when they were like, like yeah, just. But it's a really, really, really tiny place, and the stage is just like a curb's height above the rest of the room. <laughs> One of these yeah. really dirty, horrible places. Sorry, carry on with your festival. Well, it's the last one, but I don't, and I don't know where to put him in the listing, but this is a guy called Wig Smith. He also he made a lot of music. He was, he was a very dear, dear, dear friend of mine, one of my best friends who sadly um, took his took his life last year, the year before. Um, but he was one of my closest friends in my formative years, in my 20s. We worked together and I, I was in Katunk when he was doing his thing. I was there for his first gig. And then I, I watched the meteoric rise of Wig Smith. He was called Will Smith, but hard to be found online when you've got a name like Will Smith. He also sang in a, a beautiful band called The Hand, which was one of the names of the ferry stops. Um, so him and Rachel Dad um, played together. And Rachel Dad's just had something on... Um, I think it's Six Music, where she right. does a soundscape tour of Bristol Harbour and refers to Will and sort of her cathartic way of getting through her grief of his 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 loss, really. So I would have Will there because I'd like to see him again, really. Excellent. Yeah. That's lovely. Thank you, man. Thank you for that. That's lovely. Complete change of tack now. I'm sorry. There's going to be a mighty swing. Go for it. Which, 
which band or artist makes you dance around the kitchen like a bit of a dickhead? I mean, this could be a lot of them, couldn't it? Really? I mean, um, yeah, I'd usually, yeah, probably something with a bit of swing in it. Yeah, so I'd, um, probably like Artie Shaw or Django Reinhardt, something like that. Like, absolutely. I know it's not like really like rocking out, like, but yeah, it would get it would get my wiggle on, and that that I would probably. Something from the jazz age, but like the swing, swing jazz age, I would be going for it. <laughs> is this is there stuff that your boy gets really excited about hearing? <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But yesterday, like Queen was playing on Radio 2. Oh, God. And he loved it. No, he was just like, yeah. And to be fair, it's a big step up from Blippi. <laughs> so <laughs> so I'd I take it. And like, if you listen to, like, if you objectively listen to Queen's first and second albums, yeah, it's true. True rock of the era, and then they then they split off and became Queen. But yeah, yeah but they were playing them all, and he was like loving it. He's like, and he because he signs, he was like, more oh, Queen. It's like, come on, oh, then, let's true. go. So yeah, I think he's into that. But he really, 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 really loves Cuban salsa, and he'll go, mummy, mummy, Cuban salsa, um, and he loves Kate Bush. <laughs> Oh, excellent. Yeah. Where's Kate Bush from? Um, I think, I don't know. I think his mum just started playing it one day to him to maybe get him back from something that we didn't want him in, showed him the video to Heathcliff. And so he does the actions to the video. Oh, wonderful. By heart. So, yeah. So he like, he loves Kate Bush. Um, Queen is apparently is, is, is the new the new one in town. So I could probably get a bit of a rock onto Queen again. Yeah, of keep him boy. on the early stuff, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll let him have his own own opinion, I think, and just swallow it down. My my dad listened to a lot of shit with me as a kid, so yeah. I will, um, you know, I will do the same to my kid. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Um, which band or artist does the whole world think are amazing, and you just don't get? Uh, see, see, I, I don't, I don't really know most most of the songs that are on the reels on Instagram. Like there's two at the moment that, you know, they're great songs, but then I think songs are written for algorithms these days. Mm. Um, well, maybe they always have, maybe if you swap the word algorithm for audience, mass audience, then that's really what you're doing, isn't it? But yeah, my, my kid likes heart FM and I just, I realized I'd be listening to loads of heart FM and I don't actually know what I've listened to. Mm-hmm. Nothing ever sticks out apart from the songs that really annoy me. So so imagine if they're being played all the time on Heart FM, the masses like it. But I don't like it could be the same person, like Yeah. I don't know, Miley Gaga. I it's just all it sounds the same. Maybe maybe that's my ignorance. I don't know, but I just it's just like oral oral beigeness. Yes. And it's just like oh. and everyone's like, Oh yeah, oh, that was brilliant. It's like it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> It was all right, and it that's probably yeah. it. It was yeah. all right. It didn't offend me, but it yeah. didn't. It didn't do anything. It, it held me, which is I think where like it held. It's exactly what they want. It holds you to the adverts. Yes, <laughs> and and the most interesting thing about these radio stations are the adverts, which is brilliant for them because they can get good retention, and they sell it as the songs. The songs are what you're there for, so people wait for the songs. Bullshit. Yeah, it's the same they with telly. Wait for the adverts. 
Yeah, telly is just something to keep you on the sofa between them selling shit to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. And, and, and to a point, YouTube want you sat there for eight minutes so they can show you another set of ads. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. but I guess a uh, slight thing with the YouTube thing is if it's played well, the creator can actually get a cut yes. of that. Yes. But uh, yeah, yes. but not as a consumer. Um, but yeah, but so yeah, I don't know. But I, there's no song that I can even think of right now. But I mean, like, because I could say a specific artist and then I could get absolutely, hopefully, someone could really, really fight their corner for that artist. But anything that's on Heart FM. Lots of the big ones have come up on this. We've had Led Zeppelin mentioned, Bob Dylan mentioned, the Beatles mentioned. Like there are, it's basically kill your darlings on this section so far. So it's been yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I can't think. <laughs> I can't. Oh, I'm trying to think. Oh, there was actually something. Like... Oh, um, Neil Young. Don't <gasps> don't care. Like literally, don't care. Sorry, mate, but like we might we we might. Might be in trouble here, man. Yeah, but I don't mind him. But no, that's fine. You know, do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like someone puts Neil Young, and I'm like, all right. But again, it's because I never went that way. When I was when I was a depressed teenager, I went to Gomez. Right. <laughs> and okay. and I was like, I wanted cheering up. I don't, I don't want to sit in my own funk. Well, of course I did. I was a teenager, but but yeah. But Neil Young, the yeah. Smiths. Like, oh, Smith, definitely, yeah. Like, I'll be honest with the Neil Young stuff. I completely understand why some why people don't like him, and I absolutely adore him. It yeah. doesn't mean I think everything he does is amazing. I can I like, yeah, you missed on that one, Neil. But what's next? I'll always give him the chance for what's next. That's so. Well, fair like fair enough. Yeah, but I got, yeah. If I was gonna be like, yeah, if I was gonna give him like, everyone says, oh, yeah. Neil Young. Well, I just picture him in a yeah. I don't know. I don't, I can't even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I would get this I, wrapped up now, then. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I'll see you around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. See ya. Bye. I'm gonna take you up on Dartmoor sometime and leave you there with Neil Young CD and nothing else. Yeah, you get on. <laughs> yeah, I'll beat you to death with it. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can time travel to any musical era, any scene. Where would you like to go? Mm. Right. I'd either. I'd either go. Back, well, I'd say I'd go back to the time of Mozart, but there's no way right. I would have the class distinction to see musicians like that play. So I'm going to choose. Oh, well, yeah, I want to see Cream play live. I want to see Jimi Hendrix smash up a stage. I want to see. I want to see where rock and roll grew it, like dropped its balls and became what it is today. I want to see. I want to see the love, the love in front of the stage. I want to see musicians tearing, tearing up their microphone speakers for distortion. I want to, yeah, I want to watch the Beatles like drop a bollock in front of the world. I just want to see that, that birth. So I'd say 60s, 70s would be my era to, to, to have a little sniff at. But what's great about it is my, my dad was there, so I can sort of ask him. But... To, to live it, you know. You go to gigs with him. Be a bit Sorry? weird, but you know, be a bit weird if you went back in time and then went to gigs with your dad. But I would be. He'd, he'd, he'd probably think, he'd probably think I was a massive dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, uh, if I was to go back at this age and my dad was then, he'd definitely think he'd just think I was a fat old man. He'd be right. <laughs> You're very unkind to yourself. Um, 
from that era, just this weekend, the sun's been out, and I've had Captain Beefheart on just for shits and giggles, mm. and it's been an awful lot of fun. Brilliant, Brilliant. yeah. Um, that Safe yeah. as Milk album, Trait Mouth's replica gets a bit much for me, to be honest, but like Safe as Milk is a really, really cool album, and it's just like sunshine's out, put the captain on, like, so. Nice. Yeah. Right. You get to add just one song to our playlist for the ages. What would you like to... What would you like to put on our playlist, Tom? Uh, Anima by Tool. Just to triple the length of your playlist more than anything else. Um, No, because it was so important to me when I heard it. Because it was the first thing I heard that it didn't sound like music came at you in a line. It sounded like it went through your nose and pulled your eyeballs out through. I don't mean like, because most people who don't understand metal, rock or Tool might just think it's... But it's not. It is. It is probably the. If you can sit there and objectively listen to it, any of their songs, I would say, but certainly that song is. It's one of the most nuanced songs that will take you on one of the greatest journeys you of your life. And that's not to say that it's their best song, but it's the first one that pulled me in to a world, a whole world of um, music, of friends, of like my 20s that i'm forever grateful for it's it's probably down to that song brilliant thank you very much indeed so that was records and bands for this week tom thank you very much for joining me that was an awful lot of fun thank you very much it was a lot of fun i wish it was in person um i shall leave links to all the socials and that in the show notes and until next time i've been bob jones he was tom axon and that was records and bands Good, it's fucking boring!